Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Trying to understand this economy is a very weird thing. And you're not the only one who finds it to be uh, this outrageously vexing and perplexing entity. Because we see the jobs numbers. We see inflation cooling. We see unemployment, I should say, coming down. And we're like, these should be good things. But the number very often doesn't tell what the number means. We utilize these numbers in very uh, headline kind of ways. We splash it up there on on news outlets, and they splash it up there on radio, and they give a four-second summation to it, and then they move on to the next thing. And, of course, politically, it gets utilized as it gets politically. But what does it mean when the the economy adds 187,000 jobs? By the way, ADP, they got it as wrong as wrong can be, which is exactly what they do way too often. Yet people buy into those numbers. 187,000 jobs, that's less than the expected 200,000 jobs. But the unemployment rate goes down, and the average hourly earnings rose 0.4% for the month. We've talked about the credit crunch. We've talked about how difficult it is to get a loan. All of these things are happening. And then there's the question of whether or not we've even come back to square from the jobs lost from COVID. Politically, people will play with these numbers from now until the end of time. What I want to know, and I think what you want to know, is what the hell is happening out there? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I want to take a different tack, sir. I want to take a a, a a different way of looking at this. And, and it's not that I don't want the honesty. I actually want to dig deeper. When you see 187,000 jobs for the month of July, and the estimate was 200,000, what does that signal to economists like yourself? Uh, Tony, okay, you, you said you want to do a deep dive, so I'm going to ignore your question, and I'm going to move you from the number of new jobs created to the unemployment rate, which dropped. I want to move to that because that is more interesting to me. The unemployment rate dropped which you would think is a good thing. But in this instance, it's not. The reason it's not is because there's two parts to the unemployment rate, the numerator and the denominator, back from your third grade math. And the problem is not enough people are entering the workforce. So we added very few jobs, Tony. This was was a miss on the number of jobs we added, but that's not the bigger picture. The bigger picture is not enough people entered the workforce. We're still six million jobs short The participation rate did not budge, Tony. People aren't entering the workforce. We have an expanding economy. We have immigrants, legal and illegal, but we don't have people entering the workforce. That's the bigger story in this report, Tony. Now, let me explain to you why that's weird. Because in our conversations, it is the desire of the Fed 
to bring the economy back into some kind of rational place. And that rational place involves uh, actually less jobs in getting the economy to bring that back into square because if we still have this labor market, if we still have people aggressively looking for jobs, the economy is still heating up and they don't want the economy to heat up. They want the economy to cool down. That That's the message that's been going on out there. That's been the message regarding Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve. Yet now that I see this and we see less jobs than were uh, anticipated, you're telling me that's still a bad thing. Square the circle. Well, okay, the circle needs to be squared, Tony, because I fight this battle all the time about what you just said, that everyone is told by media that they want to slow the economy down, that it's heating up. That's not true. They want the economy to grow, but they want it to grow not because of inflationary growth, but because of real growth. Real growth is you build two more cars rather than the car you have cost twice as much. That's what they mean by cooling it down. It's not that they don't want growth. They want more employment. They want more production and expansion. They just don't want it caused by inflation. And I know that's a tough concept for people to grasp because so they go back to the, well, they want to cool it down and they're happy when jobs drop. That's not true. They want to cool it down the right way, not the wrong way. Does that make things more confusing, I'm guessing? It, well, it, because it is confusing. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, you're arguing that the right way is that we build two cars, not that one car is more expensive. But obviously, one car is more expensive as everything is more expensive. No matter where you go, those prices are still very high. But when we talk about jobs, as we're discussing this right now with the economy adding 187,000 jobs in July, fewer than the expectation of 200,000, when we talk about jobs, you make the argument, and it's an argument I accept, that Joe Biden screaming about the jobs he's created is not factual. It's a very dishonest statement to make because we're still 6 million. Is that under where we were pre-COVID or is that under some other set amount by the Bureau of Labor Statistics or other economists? It, it's under the, the trend line of where we've been for the last 20 years. We are now finally above the pre-pandemic. We finally, a few months ago, got above the January of 2020 employment numbers. But Tony, that assumes that we were flat and not growing for the last four years. That's just not true. Three years. The, the reality is that if you look at a trend line, which is the economy grows, jobs grow, people make more money, we have not yet dug ourselves out of the hole. Maybe that's a better analogy, Tony. Think of it as we dug ourselves a hole and we've made huge strides, but we're still not out of the hole. So now we ask ourselves about policy, policy that gets us out of the hole. We have discussed that Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is in the business of trying to bring uh, the economy into some level of square by trying to bring down inflation. And then we have discussed how the Biden administration is working opposite Jerome Powell by engaging more and more spending in a series of ways that make it difficult for Jerome Powell to do his job. We have seen inflation, quote unquote, 
cooling last month, although I believe that might be temporary and not an ongoing thing. When you see 187,000 jobs, do economists like yourself see this as an economy that can, and an inflation rate that can further cool? Or is this something that is off to the side and isn't about that inflation overall economy conversation? It is about the, the, the conversation with inflation, Tony, that this lower number is going to be seen as a good sign by the Fed. Again, not because they want the economy to shrink, but it tells them that there's lowering inflation. There's less people getting jobs, so there's lower inflation. But here's the risk. You talk about soft landing, hard landing. When you reduce the inflation rate, you run the risk of causing an inflation, or I mean a recession. So they're trying hard, let's slow the economy from a heat standpoint, inflation standpoint. Let's not have a recession at the same time. That's what they're trying to do. I think Jerome Powell is doing a pretty decent job at the moment. I gave him an F for three years ago. I'll give him a B today. So now let's go over next steps. I looked at where the markets were going to be. I'm not staring at them right now. Don't even bother with them right now. Let's just uh, a generalized theory. With the jobs not being where they expected, being lower, I actually took it from that first part of our conversation. They want to slow down the economy. They've done it. And and Wall Street will be excited by this number. Is that what people should expect, that Wall Street will be excited by the idea that it didn't create, that the economy did not create as many jobs? Um, the, the, the market will be happy, not because of the lack of job creation, but because of the indication that inflation is now lower and that this may cause the Fed to stop raising rates. Say that again. That's simple. The, the, market will be hap- the market will be happy when they see this news because it indicates that inflation may be cooling and the Fed may stop raising rates. So that's why the market will be happy today. Correct. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. But your entire conversation is that none of that is true. That the the indicators from today's numbers on jobs are not an indicator of where this economy is and not an indicator on where inflation might go. So why does the market act like this and say this and how... How could it be possible that the American people don't get wholly confused by it all? Well, <laughs> first of all, they should be confused. I understand why they are. And we haven't even talked about the, the elephant in the room, which is the pandemic still. Um, but no, the, the, what the market sees is inflation and interest rates. What I see is deeper down in the report, and that is possible looming recession because the participation rate didn't change that people still aren't entering the workforce. So, and th- by the way, the market agrees with me. They just focus on the headline. I'm focus on, focusing on paragraph two. Um, the, the idea of recession is something that we've talked about a lot. And I have said before, I, I mean, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said we were in it. There it is. It's clear as, as day. How could anybody think uh, that, that this is all okay? No one buys in. You can't get anybody to really talk in any level of detail about recession. If only from just a 
a, a point of, of definition, two negative quarters of GDP, gross domestic product, get you a recession, that's not where we're at. So how does the market, in your view, see this on the horizon, see the possibility of this, and then totally ignore it with the market continuing to go up? Okay, they don't, okay, you're talking about two different things, market going up and totally ignoring it. I can tell you they're not totally ignoring it because right now the, the consensus probability is around 50%. So that means it's on the 50% bubble. So if good news comes out, it drops you know, below 50%. If bad news, it goes above. So the market is right on that bubble. So it's going to react to every little bit of news that comes out. Okay, so that's, that's a very clear indicator that the market is simply reacting minute to minute by small pieces of information. As far as this pandemic, you've got to keep in mind, Tony, that what's happening here is we are still benefiting from this huge recession that we were forced into in the pandemic. We are still, Biden should get up every day and thank God that we had the pandemic. Because if it weren't for that, he would have put us into a depression with his policies. And this pandemic, we are just, it's like post-World War II, Tony. Okay, this is something people can relate to. They learned it in school. We had this incredible economic boom after World War II because we forced ourselves into a consumer GDP recession depression during the World War and in the depression that preceded it. So we had this huge hole that come out of it. Was, any policy would have been effective. That's what upsets me about FDR. His policies didn't cause an economic boom. He just was coincidentally at the right place at the right time. Oh, so you don't give FDR uh, credit for that? No. Not one little bit, not one little bit do I give it to him. Just like I don't give Biden one little bit of credit of any economic good news we've had, he is lucky to be in the right place, and it's in spite of his policies that the economy has any sense of goodness. In your view, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, um, what is, is there an indicator that you're looking for, something specific that makes you say, we're going to be all right, or something makes you say, man, are we screwed? You know what? Th- yes, there is. And it, it's confusing. You and I have been talking for, I guess, two or three weeks that it's confusing. The ISM PMI index has nine months in a row now declined. It came out again yesterday. It's down again. The manufacturing, the companies in this country are shrinking, yet their service sector number, which usually is consistent, has expanded for a few months. So, Tony, I'm looking at this data and I'm seeing contraction here, expansion. The same organization with two pieces of data that usually coincide are telling me opposite pictures. It's confusing. Is there something that you look at? One piece of information where you're like, if X, then Y? Yes, the ISM PMI the Institute for Supply Management Purchasing Managers Index. That is a real-time, and it has an incredibly good track record, and it tells me that the future doesn't look positive. But, Tony, I got to have to put the butt in there. This pandemic, digging itself out of the pandemic, is still helping everybody. We are still coming out of it, and this is causing massive confusion in the data. You know, Tony, I'm I'm a numbers nerd. The data is all confusing to me. It, it doesn't make sense. Up here, down there, it's it's uh, just stop looking at data, I should tell everybody. Well, that's uh, 
that's in and of itself its own issue. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I appreciate uh, the further breakdown. We've got more to get to. I'm Tony Katz.